you're listening to the College Football Daybreak Podcast with Dave and Leslie. Hope you're ready because the College Football Daybreak Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to College Football Daybreak. I'm Leslie O'Connor, joined by Dave Mulder, and today we're talking about week 11 of college football. And we have a lot of games to talk about, so we're just going to get right into it, and we're going to start on Friday. We have uh, number nine, Washington, playing at Stanford, and Stanford is not ranked this week. Uh, this is, So Pac-12 game, Friday, 10.30 p.m. I will try... To watch some of it on FS1, so Washington is favored is favored in this one by six, uh, which I don't know could be a little bit low considering it's like number nine and unranked team. But obviously, both these teams have a lot of history and have played each other a lot, and. A sti- like historically, both these teams have a really even matchup. Washington has won this match 42 times, Stanford 41 times, just very even, like o- over the history of it. But right now, for this season, Washington is eight and one, and they lost to Arizona State. And then you have Stanford, so they're six and three. They lost to a close game against Washington State last week, which was unfortunate for you and I because we both picked Stanford to win that one. And uh, looking looking at the actual stats of the teams, so both their offenses are pretty evenly matched, but Washington has the third best defense in the country, and. Th- I like I'm not going to pick against that as a stat. The just they clearly have the advantage there. Um the the spread is what it is and I think that that's fine. It, I think it actually will be a tough win for Washington. I think they will struggle, but in the end I, I am picking Washington cuz I'm going to put my faith in their defense. Hey, that's exactly why I'm going to pick Washington as well. I've been behind Stanford now for weeks, but that loss to Washington State exposed a little bit. And I'm even though Stanford's at home, which is obviously great, I just like Washington a lot. I think they'll win by more than the six points spread. And defense is the biggest reason why. Stanford's offense is struggling. Yeah, there's just no way I can t- I can take Stanford this time. I-, I wish I could. They'll probably win this week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so Washington, but- I'm with you. We agree on this one. Okay, sounds good. That's the only one that we feel is worth watching on Friday. So- it's also a late Friday game, 10.30 p.m. Yeah, Eastern for us. <laughs> right. So Saturday, okay, a uh, whole bunch of noon games. So the first noon game that I have is... Number 17, Virginia Tech is playing at Georgia Tech. And this is on the ACC network. Uh, honestly, not too much national relevance unless Virginia, unless Virginia Tech loses. But I feel this is worth watching because right now the spread is Virginia Tech by three, which, again, against the N-ranked team, um, seems, a, I don't know, seems a little bit surprising. But so this is... So Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, this is considered a rivalry game. So it has a name. It is called the Battle of the Techs or the Tecmo Bowl. 
Those are both terrible names. <laughs> Those are horrible names. <laughs> so uh, these teams, that this isn't a super old matchup. The first time they played was in 1990, but then they've been playing against each other every year since 2004. Historically, Virginia Tech wins this one. I think they have nine, nine wins. Uh, but last year, Georgia Tech won. So they kind of could try to keep that streak going. Again, looking at this season, Virginia Tech um, lost to Clemson. That's fine. Uh, but last week, they lost to Miami. And, of course, Miami is still undefeated. And for Virginia Tech, this is their second road game in a row. I think that is really noteworthy because Georgia Tech is coming off of two road games where they lost against Virginia and then also Clemson. Fine. So Georgia Tech is really glad to be playing at home for this game. And I think because of this weird, horribly named rivalry, it it did make the spread a lot closer than you would think otherwise. And Honestly, both these teams' defenses aren't horrible. They're, you know, middle of the road and they're evenly matched. And I think that this will be a low-scoring game for that reason. But at the end of the day, especially um, Virginia Tech losing to Miami last week, I think that even though it's on the road for them, that they are going to win out. And they're going to give Georgia Tech their third loss in a row. But... It will be this close. I actually do think that is pretty accurate for a spread. So I'm picking Fi- Virginia Tech. Yeah, sorry. Finally, <laughs> we disagree. I mean, granted, this is only a second game, but we don't disagree on a lot. Um, Virginia Tech is now out of the running for the ACC Coastal Division crown with that loss to Miami. Miami's going to win the Coastal Division and then probably go on to play Clemson in the ACC Championship game. The writing's on the wall, at least. So Virginia Tech coming off a demoralizing loss, going down the road again to Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech at home. I like the Ramblin' Rack. I like the Yellow Jackets to to win this one comfortably. Uh, not not a huge score. You know, to your point about, I, I agree, it won't be a, a high-scoring game. This is going to be low-scoring. But I think Georgia Tech, especially with that triple-option offense, just surprises Vatek and, and gets the job done. And they win the Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> Yay! By the way, one <laughs> correction. I think this game actually kicks off at 12.20 p.m., kind of a weird time. So it is it is a noon game, but not really. So if anyone's tuning in at, at noon for the Tecmo Bowl, then uh, you'll have to wait a few minutes. Yes. Okay. I, I just rounded, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so another noon game, and I think actually, I think real noon for this one is number twenty-three. NC State is playing at Boston College. This is on ABC, and again, I know it's ranked team versus a non-ranked team, and may not seem like it's going to be interesting, but NC State is favored by three. So it's another crazy spread game. And to make it more interesting, uh, so Boston College is five five and four, but in this matchup, Boston College has won this game more often. Uh, They've played 14 games and Boston has won nine of them. Boston College has won nine of them. So for whatever reason, uh, this is a game that 
it's home for Boston College. Um, it, it's a game that may get into NC State's head. <laughs> uh, I know, like, you don't know. Sometimes you have those unranked teams and they just kind of get overlooked. And so there is potential for that. Uh, and then NC State also, as just a mentality factor, they're coming off of two consecutive losses against Clemson, but also and also against no- Notre Dame. So I know top like th- ranked three and four schools, but again, just losing twice in a row can kind of have an effect on you. And then Boston College is coming off of three wins uh, against unranked teams, but against Louisville, Virginia, and Florida State. And Virginia and Florida State games, Boston College won both of those games by 30 points. So I'm talk, talking about Florida State because they only beat Louisville by three. Yes, I'm ta- the last two games, Virginia and, yes, sorry, Virginia and Florida State, Boston oh, College okay, okay. won by 30 points. Yes. Uh, yes, it was a close win against Louisville. But still, I mean, that's worth something. So, um, But then Boston College has played against two ranked teams and they lost to both of them. At the end of the day, NC State is a ranked team. I do think that the spread being three, again, is spot on. I don't know if it's going to be a like a good game in the sense that there'll be a last second win. But I think the NC State will struggle with this one. And it may be kind of a, there may be like an upset watch or Boston College is leading at halftime or something that may seem unexpected. So I'm picking NC State, not with a ton of confidence, uh, because I don't know what will happen with this one, but I'm picking NC State. I was originally going to go with NC State. That was my first, that was my gut pick because Boston College. I mean, Boston College hasn't been good in years, but they're five and four and they literally just throttled Florida State. This is a weird year for some schools. You know, last year, Michigan State, Notre Dame had bad seasons. This year, it's Florida State and Boston College randomly kind of good. Maybe this is an aberration. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. So my gut instinct was to go with NC State coming off back-to-back, just brutal games to bounce back. But I changed my mind, and I went with Boston College in this one just because they're rested, and they've won three of the last four games in this series. So they know how to beat NC State. This is a team, even Boston College isn't great. They're still beating NC State the last couple of years. I think they're going to get the job done and kind of surprise some people. So I know that the spread isn't that big. This is going to be a close game. Actually, this could be a pretty fun one to watch. So I'm going to go with Boston College to beat NC State. And we've disagreed on another game. Yeah, that's great. And and these two games really could go either way. So I'm glad that we are disagreeing. (laughs) Okay, so another noon game that (laughs) will... Probably not could go either way at all, but it is worth mentioning is uh, Enring Connecticut is playing at number 18 UCF. This is on ESPNU. UCF is favored by 40. Remember, UCF is still undefeated. This is and they are the first uh, non power five team to be ranked in the top 20. I believe that that is a stat now. So, uh, but 
it's, I guess it's mostly because their schedule is a little lighter. But still, undefeated team. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, obviously UCF is going to win this one and we're going to pick against the spread but there is some history here that I felt was actually worth talking about um, so UConn in, so a school in Connecticut that is known for basketball and a football team in Central Florida does not seem like it should be a rivalry well uh, in 2015 UConn's football coach at the time decided it was going to be a rivalry. He just decided this and called it the civil conflict. (laughs) And he had a trophy made for this rivalry that he invented. Uh, Obviously, UCF did not acknowledge this in any way. (laughs) They, They do not have a rival with UConn. And last year, UCF, uh, UCF won, totally snubbed the trophy, was not interested in this at all. So at the end of last year, UConn's football coach uh, left and they have a new one. And when someone asked him, like, what is happening with this matchup and where's the trophy? Basically, everyone at UConn football just wants to pretend that never existed. No one knows what happened to the trophy. There is no rivalry here. That was just... Just kind of like, hmm, where that, nope. What are you talking about? That did not happen. <laughs> That's but weird. It's weird. And also, these both teams have only played each other four times. So to even say that the matchup has any significance is bizarre. Um, but uh, of the four times, both teams have won twice. Okay, I don't know. Uh, UCF is undefeated. This is going to be a blowout. UConn is not a good team. Um, This is not going to be a fluke game where UConn uh, gives UCF their first loss. So I... I'm obviously picking UCF, and originally the the spread was like 37-38, and I was going to say that UCF could beat it, but at a 40-point spread, it actually makes me a little nervous. Um, Again, not that I think that UConn is like going to be scoring four touchdowns, but I'm just going to say UCF covers the spread, because 40 points is just a lot. So you think this is going to be about a 39 point game? I I do. Yeah. Like I actually felt more comfortable. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's very specific. I'm going to take UConn to to not lose by 40 points. So I think it'll be closer than that. I mean, really, these big spread games are always scary because all it takes is, you know, a team to have a couple like one bad quarter. UCF has. Uh, a, a couple bad series or maybe the weather is a little inclement and then it's it's gone you know just there's no way you can get that many points in only two or three quarters so i'm gonna go with yukon uh, to to not lose by by 40 okay that's I'm agreeing with you, basically. Yes. Okay, good. I was like, I think I said it correctly. Okay, great. So, yeah, that one, we agree. Great. <sighs> okay, let's talk about 
Another noon game. I'm going to talk about it. Number 12, Michigan State, is playing at number 13, Ohio State. This is on Fox. Ohio State is favored by 17 for some reason. I don't know why, because they got destroyed by Iowa last week. I know I shouldn't say destroyed, but 55 to 24, I'm. that's what I'm going to call it. This game, just thinking about it, is already giving me a heart attack and I actually don't even know if I can watch it um, because I don't know which team is going to show up. It has been a crazy um, three weeks for uh, for MSU Ohio State and Penn State. I'm just lumping them all together. Um, so in general for kind of Big Ten and Big Ten Conference thinking of the championship. So uh, Ohio State beat Penn State by one point, and honestly, Penn State lost that game, right? Like, mm, Ohio State didn't really play all that well, but they won, so great. That was a really big win for them. And then last weekend, we both picked against MSU, which hurt our hearts, but we really felt that Penn State was a stronger team, and what we underestimated is MSU has the most uncanny ability to play well in the worst weather. (laughs) Um, And they have a lot of practice in it. But even aside from that weird three and a half hour uh, rain delay, going in, like, even going into the delay, both teams were tied. But then they stayed tied the entire time. Okay, so MSU beat Penn State by field goal. And at the same time, Ohio State lost to Iowa. So now it's like, um, I don't, sorry, before that, MSU lost to Northwestern. Okay, so now we have all these like weird pieces happening. So are we going to get the Ohio State that forced itself to beat Penn State, are we going to get that team? Are we going to get a team that just literally could not handle Iowa? And then are we going to get an MSU that was able to play totally competitively and beat out Penn State? Um, Or are we going to kind of get the MSU that happened more earlier on the season? I know Northwestern was like triple overtime and stuff, but it was still a bit heartbreaking. Um, And I... I just, I don't know. (laughs) And thinking about it is very stressful. I I can say, like, Ohio State, it's a home game for them. Um, And obviously, they will totally want to redeem themselves off of that loss. So I I see that a lot. And I also see MSU kind of wanting to do the same thing. So as I was thinking about this game, after all that stuff, I'm like, oh, this is going to be such a close game. But then the spread is Ohio State by 17 points, which really surprises me. I I just, I did not think it was going to be be that high at all. Um, I suppose that as I say all these things, I'm just totally having recency bias here because as I run the numbers and all the averages, it is like a clear win for Ohio State. So I am once again going to pick against my heart and I hope I'm wrong. Um, But I think it, I actually think it's going to be super close and not 17 points for this one. So, but I am picking Ohio State. The biggest mystery to me is that line and just where that's coming from. But the line works because it's actually grown. So people are betting on Ohio State. 
So I guess I, I just don't know what what people are seeing that makes them think this is going to be a blowout, except that maybe Michigan State is overachieving and Ohio State is undervalued based on that blowout loss to Iowa. But I do know on Michigan State's end that Brian Lewerke has now thrown for 400 yards in his last two games against Northwestern and Penn State. That shows that he's improving, and that's in fairly you know, inclement weather, too, like not perfect weather. This game should be in pretty good weather. I mean, in a lot of ways, that works against Michigan State because of, of how they've won in the rain this season, and then also two years ago at Ohio State, they won in the rain, but... I kind of like the direction Michigan State is, is at right now, that they're they're improving week to week. And Ohio State is obviously not as bad as that blowout loss to Iowa. And Ohio State still has everything in front of them that they want. I mean, if they were to win out and win the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin, then they could still slip into the playoff. So Ohio State has a lot to play for. I... I'm not going to make the same mistake as I did last week where I where I doubted Michigan State. And I'm going to go with uh, the Spartans to beat Ohio State. I think they're going to exploit the same weaknesses in the Ohio State defense that Iowa saw and took care of last week in, in that blowout. I know this is a road game for Michigan State, but I think that just with their trajectory right now that they can win this one. And I think this game is going to be close for a while. For a while, the Spartans just kind of hang in there and Ohio State will kind of get nervous and and pucker up. And I, I like Michigan State to win late, maybe even pull away late and win by, you know, 10, 14 points in a very impressive game. So that's what I think is going to happen. But, you know, we've said before, anything can happen on the field. I mean, no one thought Iowa was going to blow out Ohio State like they did. So. Uh, this could go. This could go either way. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Spartans, and I'm. I hope I'm right. I hope you're right too. <laughs> okay, so we're still in the noon time slot. The next game is number 15 Oklahoma State against uh, number 21 Iowa State. This is on ABC. Oklahoma State is favored for this one by six and a half points, even though they lost to Oklahoma last week, um, which was all kinds of intense, but a really good game. Okay, so uh, also his uh, Oklahoma State historically wins this one. Uh, they've won this matchup 30 times. Iowa State has won it 18 times. I feel like this is a game where Oklahoma State is going to want to play stronger coming off of um coming off of their that loss and this is oh yeah so looking at the schedule um so the the conference this conference does have a conference championship game this year and this is going to be like the last big game for Oklahoma State and Iowa State um they are both playing Oklahoma State is playing Kansas State and Kansas, womp womp, and Iowa State is playing Baylor and Kansas State. So this is, you know, big ranked matchup. This game matters a lot. And even though Oklahoma State is on the road, um, and Iowa State is not a bad team at all, I just really see Oklahoma State 
coming out so strong, keeping the momentum, just playing with everything they have and winning, not by a lot, but fairly easily that just they will kind of always have the lead or you'll always feel like Oklahoma State is in control. Um, six and a half is fine. Maybe it'll be 10 points or so, but, but more so watching the game that Oklahoma State will have it. I'm going to take Iowa State and not because you picked Oklahoma State. I mean, I made these picks earlier today. So, you know, I doubted the Cyclones earlier this year when they were coming home and and they beat TCU. So, Iowa State's coming off a, a loss, you know, for sure, to West Virginia. But back at home, I think their defense gets the job done against Mason Rudolph. You know, Iowa State has the defense to stop Oklahoma State. I think they do it. I think that that Cyclone magic returns in Ames, and I like uh, the Cyclones to to get a win against Oklahoma State. It's that simple. Sounds good. All right, the last noon game we're going to talk about is in N-ranked Arkansas is playing at number 24, LSU. This is on ESPN2. LSU is favored by 17. So, I, so a little history for this one. Okay, so, like, why should you watch this game? Even though LSU is favored by that much, uh, kind of, I guess, this is a rivalry game. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is called the Battle for the Golden Boot, and there is a trophy called the Golden Boot. <laughs> so, the first matchup of the Battle for the Golden Boot, no, the first matchup before that was 1901. LSU won that game. In 1996, they created the Golden Boot Trophy. Uh, historically, LSU wins this one. Uh, uh, Arkansas is four and five. LSU is is six and three. I think this just could be kind of a weird one where where it is one of those rivalry games and there's a trophy and it's just kind of fun for both the teams and both the fans. Even though it's a road game for Arkansas, um, I mean LSU right like is a better team. They have a stronger defense, but. It's kind of like, who I don't know, who knows? Maybe something weird will happen, and maybe Arkansas really wants a golden boot this year. I don't know, but uh, probably not. So I am going to pick LSU, but by less than the spread. Like, I actually think that's that's a little bit high um, just for this type of game. I'm taking LSU, and I think they'll beat the spread as well. Not that we're really picking against the spread in this one. You're right, something weird could happen, but that could happen in any game. I like LSU's defense, and I just like the Tigers to to win this one. The weather looks good, too, by the way, you know, mid-70s. Here in Michigan, it's uh, supposed to be below 20 tonight, so I'm, I'm a little envious of, of uh, Louisiana's weather right now. But I have no reason to pick Arkansas. I, I tried to find a reason. Couldn't come up with one. If there, if there's anything that's even a fraction of a reason, it's that LSU's offense struggles on third down a bit. But that wasn't good enough for me. I, I like LSU to win and win comfortably, probably by three touchdowns. But I, I'll take them straight up if, if that's my pick. Sounds good. Moving into 330. So we have two ranked mashups for 330. First one is... The top team in the country, number one, Georgia, is playing at number 10, Auburn. This is on CBS. 
and Georgia is favored by two and a half points. When I did this earlier in the week, Georgia was favored by three, so it has come down a little bit. Um, and I like, yeah, number one team and, and, and number ten team, still two and a half points. I was a little surprised. I I feel like I have maybe missed uh, most of Auburn's games this year, but this is another rivalry game that has a name. Uh, for whatever reason, this is called the Deep South's Oldest Rivalry. Like, that, that is the name of it. Uh, these two teams first played in 1892 in Auburn 1. Uh, however, it has actually been an even matchup of like 57 times and 55 times. So pretty evenly matched over history. And Georgia has won this matchup the last three times since 2014. Also, Georgia has seen the number four defense in the country. Auburn's playing at home. Maybe they step things up. Maybe they really like feel the energy of the crowd. But I think Georgia is going to keep playing like Georgia, stay undefeated. I think it's going to be a really, really good game, a really fun game to watch. But I'm definitely picking Georgia. I'm with you. I'm taking Georgia as well. I think when you look at Auburn's quarterback, Jared Stidham, he was excellent against Texas A&M. I just don't see him having the same success against Georgia's defense. So Bulldogs roll. Two and a half is a very low line. So I see it being uh, much more than that. And I think Auburn's probably overrated at number 10. Still definitely worth watching at 330. I mean, there's only a couple games on in the afternoon because the weather's cold. I mean, they schedule these games earlier so that they get played while it's still sunny and a little bit warmer. Uh, but, in, but in Auburn, it doesn't matter that much. Should be warm. So I'll take Georgia. I'm with you. Okay, so the next game is now the number 20, Iowa. Apparently, you get to be number 20 if you crush Ohio State. So number 20, Iowa, is playing at number 8, Wisconsin. Uh, And apparently, if you go undefeated all year long, you just get to be number 8. This game is on ABC and Wisconsin is favored by 12, which, um, you know, probably should be higher, but I totally understand that just based on Iowa um, having so much momentum. Honestly, they did play really, really well in that game. Um, but I still, like, I am so on team Wisconsin. I There's really nothing that has made me um, change my mind so far on that. But... This uh, is a, another like conference rivalry game, and there was a trophy created for this game in 2004. Do you know what it is? Is it uh, some kind of rodent? No. No, it is not. Um, it is the Heartland Trophy. I would not have guessed. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I guess Iowa, but not so much Wisconsin. Uh, But so long history. First played in 1894. Wisconsin won in a 44 to nothing blowout against Iowa. But after that, it's actually been even matchup. Like they both have won almost the same amount of times. Both teams look really good. Um, I I guess the spread is probably on point. Again, it's hard to know what, which, like, Iowa is going to show up. But Wisconsin is so consistent. They have really big scores. Um, oh, uh, they 
It looked like they maybe struggled against Indiana, but I see them as a second-half team. So, you know, to me, they just kind of played as expected. Uh, For Iowa, they have lost to Penn State, MSU, and Northwestern. I I think it's more that Iowa kind of played above average last week, and... Maybe it will like be kind of a good game, but I just see Wisconsin staying undefeated without a problem, and Wisconsin is going to take home the Heartland Trophy this year. Well, I'm reluctantly agreeing with you. I'm going to take Wisconsin as well. It's not so much that I'm on the Wisconsin train, but Iowa is on the road. They are a different team on the road. They're not the the team that blows out Ohio State. They're 0-2 in Big Ten play on the road. I think we're going to see the same thing. And I'm going with Wisconsin. Again, very reluctantly, I am going with the Badgers to beat Iowa. Okay. And stay undefeated. Great. I really hope that happens. So there's one 7 o'clock game. This is number two, Alabama, is playing at number 16, Mississippi State. This is on ESPN. And uh, Alabama is favored by 13 and a half, which seems fairly low for a Bama game. Uh, I also feel like I must have missed Mississippi State's games all season of why they're ranked 16. Um, but I'm sure that they deserve it. This is a also a rivalry game with a name. Uh, it is called either the 90 Mile Drive or the Battle for Highway 82. I have zero context over what Highway 82 is. But this was... First played in 1896, and Bama won in a 20 to nothing blowout. And uh, Alabama has won this matchup like 79 times, and Alabama has not lost against Mississippi State since 2008. Um, that, yep, Alabama's going to win this one. I think the spread is actually a little bit low. I, got, I think the spread is low, but it will be a low-scoring game. Uh, Mississippi State has a pretty good defense, um, so the, the score may be different for a Bama game, but I, I have them winning without a problem. Same here. I'm actually interested in this one primarily because it might be a close game. When you, when you look at Alabama's schedule this year, they've won comfortably against everyone. So... I would love to tune in in like the fourth quarter and it be close. I don't think it will be, but the fact that Mississippi State is at home, that they're decent this year, it creates the the potential. So that's why it's worth tuning in, into this one. But honestly, you know, for anyone listening, I would wait until that second half. Check on the score on the ESPN app or the ESPN website. And if it's close, go ahead and turn it on. But uh, But if not... There's other stuff you can watch. Then we get into primetime games. So we have number three, Notre Dame, is playing at number seven, Miami. This is on ABC. And Notre Dame is favored by three points. So Notre Dame has one loss. And if I remember correctly, it's by one point to Georgia. And Miami is undefeated. So I actually was a little surprised of that 
I don't know. I guess I was surprised Notre Dame was favored or that the spread was so low, one or the other. Um, the only history fact that I have about this is that there was the legendary Catholics versus convicts game in which Notre Dame won 31 to 30. But, okay. <laughs> there is a 30 for 30 on ESPN about it, which is really good. So... Miami is undefeated. They beat Virginia Tech. That was a really good game. Uh, Notre Dame actually usually wins this matchup against Miami. Really, both teams look um, very equal. And this might be a game where the first half of the game is very different from the second half. Miami is a very strong second half team. So I actually think Notre Dame could totally be leading going into halftime and it could look like that's going to be it. But there will be a fight in the end and I pick Miami to come out on top and remain undefeated. Hey, that's a good pick, but uh, not so fast, my friend. Yeah, this is where ESPN's College Game Day will be broadcasting from. For me, when I was trying to pick through how this might go, it was really tough to get a sense for it. In a lot of ways, it feels like one of these big time bowl games, like a New Year's Six bowl game, just because Notre Dame, Miami are not in the same conference. I mean, Notre Dame has no conference, but they do have this kind of agreement to play ACC teams. So I love that Miami's coming off this big win over, over Virginia Tech, but I think that they might be a little overconfident or just things aren't going to go right for them this time. I like the luck of the Irish. So I'm going to take Notre Dame. I don't even like Notre Dame that much. So, you know, their rival for Michigan state, but I'm going to pick them in this one just because they've been consistent. They've beaten uh, teams this year. They've, they've only lost one game and that was by one point to the number one team, Georgia. I, just can't find a reason to pick against Notre Dame as much as it pains me to say it. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame to end Miami's unbeaten season and really strengthen, maybe solidify a, a very clear uh, resume for the playoff. I mean, they're already in the top four, but I think that they, they get this win and they're pretty much going to steamroll right into that playoff and nothing's going to stop them. So I like Notre Dame. Is your dog really into that squeaky toy right now? Can you hear it? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's actually a treat ball, and Ooh. it's not supposed to be used right now, but it is being used okay. because it rolls around. Okay. He's just, like, really into it, I can tell. Okay. Yeah, he gets so- into it. Should I edit that out? Uh, it's kind of funny. I like it, actually. Okay. Especially if you couldn't hear it. No, I can't hear it because of my headphones. Okay, the, our second 8 o'clock game is number 6, TCU, playing at number 5, Oklahoma. And this one is on Fox. Oklahoma is favored by 6.5 points. Oklahoma is coming off of a 10-point or so win against Oklahoma State last weekend. Very, very big game. And Oklahoma has... This amazing offense. Like, that game was hilarious that it was, like, basically a basketball score at the end of the day. Because that's what happens when you just have two teams with super strong offenses and no defense. So, Oklahoma, very strong offense. TCU, equally strong defense. Uh, This will be 
more of a low scoring game, at least. Um, or at least not crazy high score like last week. Uh, fun fact both of these teams are one loss, and that loss is to Iowa State. But uh, historically, Oklahoma wins this matchup. And you know what? I do not see that happening this week. I am actually putting faith into the defense. And so in this case, that is TCU. And I think this is going to be super close, uh, a really fun game. And I am picking TCU. It's a good pick. But again, you're wrong on these big games, these big primetime games. Oklahoma's on a roll, and there's no reason to bet against Baker Mayfield. That was a rivalry game on the road that Oklahoma just won comfortably. Now they go back home against, frankly, a slightly overrated TCU team. I know there's a lot of value with TCU because they're good. They're balanced, and Oklahoma has struggled at times this year, but I think the Sooners have found their groove, and I like Oklahoma to win comfortably. And again, at this point of the year, when you have only a handful of big games left across the whole field, and maybe your team only has one more big game left, you got to make a statement. So this is Oklahoma's opportunity sitting at number five, just outside of that four team kind of threshold. They have an opportunity right now to make a, a statement and put themselves right back squarely into the discussion for the playoff. And I think they're going to do that with a, just a monster win against, against TCU. I don't. Yeah, I mean, seven points to me is very low. So it's a, it's easy for me to pick Oklahoma. And I think you're wrong about this one. Um, but you've beaten me now three, three weeks in a row. So. Yay. So maybe maybe you're right. But I think you're wrong. <laughs> Okay, well, it's interesting because if Oklahoma wins, uh, they will likely be in the top four next week in the rankings. You're right. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about Clemson, so they don't have a key matchup um, this weekend. And playing and winning against TCU, like, I think would be enough to bring them up. You'd think so, but that playoff committee, you know, the rationale changes week to week based on your resume because it's not just who you beat this past week, but your whole body of work. So depending on how the teams you've beaten earlier this year have done, maybe some move up, maybe some move down, that could all shift a little bit. I mean, for example, Clemson beat NC State. If NC State loses to Boston College, maybe, you know, that quality win goes away for Clemson and that could be the rationale from bumping Oklahoma up. So just something to think about. And same thing for Ohio State. So uh, or for Oklahoma, if Ohio State were to lose to Michigan State, Ohio State drops off. They'll probably still be ranked, but suddenly that win in Columbus for Oklahoma doesn't look as good as it did you know, two weeks ago. So it changes week to week, the rationale being used. And I think you're right, though. I think Oklahoma would probably jump Clemson if they beat TCU, especially if they do it in a exciting fashion and and dominate TCU. So that's definitely a game to watch. Uh, two really good primetime games. So can't ask for anything more than this. <laughs> and uh, obviously there are some Pac-12 games, but nothing that we felt was going to be relevant for the national picture, be kind of worth staying up to watch. Uh, no offense to any of those teams. Uh, <laughs> 
But I'm sure next weekend that there will be some great Pac-12 action. Also, Friday night is going to be really good for Washington-Stanford. Yeah, that's the Pac-12 game of the week. That is the Pac-12 representation. So that wraps up our Week 11 game preview and picks. Thanks for listening to College Football Daybreak, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at CFB Daybreak. Our next episode will be up Thursday morning, hopefully, and talk to you all next week. 